0: Welcome to episode one hundred and nine of the Park Run Adventurers, your free weekly podcast about Park Run. How are you going, Mel?
1: I'm really well, thanks, Scotty. How are you this week?
0: Yeah, pretty good. I'm on a bit of a high from the weekend.
1: Lots of adventures, lots of fun, lots of history-making moments.
0: Yep. So let's let's get straight into it. On Sunday. I think the highlight of maybe my park run journey so far was getting your watch to sync up to your Strava, <laughs> which is what you we have, did on you, Sunday. No,
1: no, 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 it's not sunk to Strava yet because you didn't go that far. You took me through, you got it, you got it sunk to, to its own app and then you put its app on my phone, right. but that is not sunk to Strava yet.
0: This is true. You told
1: me it it had to be done on a computer and I didn't take my laptop
0: with me. No, so there's one more step remaining.
1: Yeah, you only got us halfway there.
0: But it's still still a highlight in my mind and in my (laughs) eyes.
1: Well, I promised you I would bring it and I even charged it the night before. I think, actually, you were quite surprised when I said, yes, I had bought it. (laughs) I think you were expecting me to say no when you asked. I
0: was, I was. (laughs) Um... But that came on the back of uh, us launching Junior Park Run in Australia at Southport.
1: Oh, yeah, that happened too. That did
0: happen, yes, yes. You were there?
1: I was. You were busy.
0: You were on the scanner. Oh,
1: my God, was so I busy? Yes. <laughs> it was such a good, fun morning, though. Yep. Crazy chaos, but organised chaos and fun and, oh, energy. What were your thoughts, Scotty, on the whole morning?
0: For those that haven't been paying attention, we launched with. 202 juniors running, which is more than I estimated, so that we had a little game beforehand about how many do you think are going to show up, because it's a real unknown in this country. We've got no idea. And uh, I guessed 74.
1: Oh, did you? Yeah, that was
0: way off. Just way off. Way off. Were you surprised by the turnout of 200 kids?
1: Uh, I don't think I was surprised. It's It's one of those things that beforehand you stand there looking at the crowd and you try to gauge and I'm actually really pretty good you know during a pre-run brief or um, I can you know say to another volunteer yep I reckon there's going to be 210 that looks like 170 runners today that looks like this and I'm pretty close within you know five five runners out kind of thing so I'm a good gauge on that however this particular crowd it was hard because there were so many little people, hmm. all the short kids, you know. Couldn't say. There were their allocated adults as well who had come along and brought the children, going to watch some of them, going to volunteer and then, you know, take them home, obviously. But I wasn't surprised by the number, but I couldn't have told you that it was going to be that many just looking at the crowd at the start.
0: And this was your first experience of Junior Park Run. Give us your, your first take, because no matter how many times you tell people, and this was really only my second experience of a junior park run, it's, it's nothing that we've ever seen before. It's not big park run, but just with little kids. It's actually quite different. It, yeah, whole,
1: whole different beast. Yeah, there's, definitely. A,
0: there's a different vibe. Yeah, what were your impressions?
1: Well, for starters, I think kids are a lot more polite than adults are while they're waiting during the pre-run brief. The the kids behaved more quietly, I think, for the most part than, than a lot of adults do on any given Saturday. Um, it was so cute watching the really little ones running. Like you, you do appreciate that park run is for everyone, and we we always say from ages four to ninety to hundred, you know, there's no limit. If you want to run, you can run, and people with prams and all that sort of thing. But maybe, I don't know, I'm just not used to seeing the diversity in in the group and I guess maybe because once you're, you're in your early 20s, your heights don't change much but when you're still kids, you've got those four-year-olds that are four-year-old heights and then you've got 14-year-olds and that's 10 extra years of growing and there's such a variation in heights among that group but it, it still makes it that whole equaliser thing like it doesn't matter what age you are within that group they can all still run together and very cute seeing siblings running together and finishing together and scanning in together and um but I I really did just love like the little ones the the four and the five-year-olds that you could tell but they were so excited and uh yeah that was that was probably a highlight for me seeing them running around
0: Because what kids can't do is they can't hide their emotions. They can't act cool. Because So if they're happy, you know they're happy. If they're sad, you know they're sad. And there were some – not I wouldn't say sad. There were some kids that were a bit intimidated. So there were a couple of tears, but there was lots of laughter. There were lots of smiles. So like if a kid is in pain, if they push themselves just a bit too hard, you know. And um, that's all on display at Junior Park Run. So there's the, the, the excitedness at the start when um, they were sent off for their warm-up, which is, again, quite unique, the junior park run. And then they run over to the start line, but they've got no idea where the start line is. And so then <laughs> they just line <laughs> so up where they think the it is. they're the wrong
1: direction, yep.
0: <laughs> but that's okay, you just turn them all around and then they line up and they're all excited to, to run again. And um, also no control, so they're sprinting.
1: No pace, you no mean. Pacing. Like yeah. No pacing. No <laughs> pacing. No concept of you're not going to be with able to withhold or uh, with, what's what's the word, with, not withstand, not withhold, maintain. Oh, it's maintain. like a, a word meaning maintain, but you're not going to be able to maintain that pace for more than 50 metres kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So Southport Junior starts with a, no, a lap of an oval, you saw the kids out the front tearing mm-hmm. off, and then by the... End of the first lap, they'd it out quite nicely and found their rhythm and then completed another couple of laps of the oval. And it well, was the all.
1: second oval.
0: Yeah, and it was all over and done with in about oh, 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes. Tops. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, the first, yeah. The top. first
1: finisher was over the line in six minutes, something. Yep. Yeah. I believe, which is just crazy. I can't do one kilometre in six minutes, let alone two.
0: And you're on the scanning? And I so was. how was that? You get, you get to deal with the kids. You know, I always say scanning is the best job because you get to meet everyone at the park run. So you got to meet all the little kids.
1: It was great. And we ended up actually, uh, one of the marshals who was the marshal on the first lap, M Nico, she... Um, She recruited herself as a second scanner which we really needed uh, when you had 202 kids and we had a finish funnel and a funnel manager but we actually had to move back about four times because the kids were coming through faster than we could scan them and they were just like clogging up the finish funnel and then more kids couldn't finish so we had to keep moving the barcodes getting back and back and back so they could line up without... Impinging on the finish funnel, but you mentioned you know there were a few tears, and there were some tears at the start. But I noticed a couple of those, and it was kids being overwhelmed. You know that was a big crowd. Yes, absolutely. And it's not going to be like that every week, but probably for these kids who who may have never even park run because five kilometres is too far for them before. I can see how that might be very overwhelming, and it was lovely being on the scanning because I saw those kids coming through after they'd completed, and completely different um, frame of mind at the end, you know, and you're right, you do get to meet everybody on the scanning and I loved saying hi to all the kids and all the ones with their barcodes, you know, 99% had barcodes and being able to use their name to say hello and and ask them what they thought of the run and did they have fun and will they be back and I didn't have a, oh no, I was going to say I didn't have a single one who said he wouldn't. But there was, there was one child who's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. But his <laughs> sister was a definite, yep, I'm coming back. So um, I think this might have been like the first time he'd ever done two kilometers before. And I'm sure, you know, later on he'll think about it and he'll he'll come back for more. But yeah, it's overwhelmingly everybody had uh, such a positive experience. And it was great, you know, pa- the kids coming through in the lines, not, the parents doing it and not the adults and and often there were parents like sort of just standing back and letting their kids get in line and and do it all themselves and that's a big thing for a lot of kids as well talking to you know a strange person and giving them a barcode and giving them a token so these are all great skills that yeah. we're going to be fostering and developing at junior park run it's just i can't rate it highly enough it was amazing and Park Run Day is now got another day of the week, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, there's something also powerful about seeing kids just running on their own because we've been so accustomed to kids running at Park Run in amongst the crowd or with their parents. But at juniors, they're just they're running by themselves and they're out in the open and there's a whole oval filled with kids running by themselves. And I don't know, there's, it's a bit symbolic. I don't know if symbolic's the right word. It's just really cool to see kids running by themselves free just doing what kids should be doing out and about running around the parks
1: having fun and they're they're our future you know they're the future park runners they're the future 5k runners and walkers which is a bit it's a bit special
0: but yes you mentioned park run is now over two days so you got to park run twice this weekend right
1: well i didn't <laughs> <laughs> i only got to park run on Sunday this week, which which is still cool because the first opportunity to park run on a Sunday and I was able to get along. Yep. But I, I didn't make it on Saturday. Uh, Wes hasn't been very well over the weekend and um, made the decision on Friday night after a couple of bad nights that it was probably not appropriate to drag him out. And even, I mean, I could have gone, but... I just, sometimes you just need to stay at home and have cuddles with your kids. Yeah. Because that's that's the best thing for everybody involved. So Park Run had to go ahead without me this weekend. And you know what? I'm pretty sure nobody even noticed.
0: <laughs> well, you're probably right, Mel. I hate to break it to you. But that's, well, is, is Wes doing okay now or are we still, we're still struggling a bit?
1: He's still struggling a little bit. He's, he's on the improve, I think. But yeah, it's it's been a tough couple of days for him.
0: Okay, because we're going to get on a plane soon, Mel.
1: I know, right? <laughs> well, That's, I shouldn't laugh. I'm, but... I'm, no, I'm going to be inflicting him on, on a whole bunch of people for 20 hours. So hopefully for everybody's sake, not just his, but hopefully for everybody's sake, he, he um, has a good couple of nights before that happens. Speaking of planes, you, you had a bit of a whirlwind trip to Queensland to come and join us for Junior Park Run on the weekend. Uh, you came up on Saturday night. What? Where did you park run on Saturday?
0: Well, we we were back at uh, Westerfolds just for an easy one. I was taking it easy and walking with Kasha. Here's the other thing: I, I'm race, I had a race. Uh, Athletics Victoria had their team relay started their cross country season on the weekend, and I was involved in that. Had lots of fun there. But to take it easy uh, on the Saturday beforehand, Kasha and I thought we'd go and volunteer somewhere. So I looked up. Well, awesome. Yes. But we couldn't get in anywhere. Looked up. Westerfolds. Couldn't get on the roster there. Studley couldn't get on the roster there. So then we started going around to all the park runs within sort of 40 minutes drive, because let's not go crazy, and um, (laughs) couldn't get on anywhere. We could have um, been photographer, but I'm not a great photographer.
1: This This is a good problem to have.
0: Yeah. So it is. It's a sign... It's a healthy sign for the park runs in Melbourne that all our rosters were full and um, I might have left it a bit late but usually usually there's there's spots available even late in the week. Well there's often
1: runs. people pull out late in the week
0: mm-hmm.
1: that those spots become available so
0: yeah oh. so yeah so you
1: ended up having to walk instead.
0: So we walked we had a very leisurely walk around Westerfolds. Uh, Which was great. Talked a lot of junior parkrun with my uh, Westerfolds buddy Tim and his kid, so that was great. Now our next guest started parkrunning in 2005, and this Saturday will finally clock up her 100th parkrun. Took a while to get there, but uh, welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers, Sonia O'Sullivan. Thank you very much. Nice to talk to you. There there are a few other achievements uh, that you may have been intro with before that, but we're more interested in your 100th park run this Saturday. Before we get to the 100th, though, I want to go back to 2005 and how you got introduced to park run because you started at Bushy when it was the Bushy Park time trial. How did that come about?
2: Um, Well, I think I've heard about it somehow and – maybe read about it in local running magazine and then called into the sweatshop which was a local running shop and asked them about it and um, I think it kind of started when I was in Australia so over the winter um, or maybe during the summer of 2004 maybe I was doing something else maybe running in the Olympics or something like that (laughs) and then um, so in 2005 I was in Bushy Park in springtime and so decided yeah I wanted to do this and just look into it a little bit more and signed up and yeah when I I first went to the Bushy Park Park Run it used to start on the edge of the car park and I remember there was only about 26 runners there and so they would start right at the entrance to the car park and you'd very quickly hop onto the grass and get going (laughs) and which is quite amazing because now they have you know well over a thousand park runners most weekends so it's um it's huge (laughs)
1: Sonia, you, you very casually just dropped there. You were doing something else, possibly running in the Olympics. So <laughs> not very many people can, can lay that sort of claim. You are an Olympian. You are an elite athlete.
2: What was the draw card for you to Bushy Park Time Trial? Um, well, I mean, I generally I like running with other people and I just saw it as a really great training exercise. So I was able to run there from home on a Saturday morning. And Saturday was often my day when if I wasn't racing or away, I would do some kind of a threshold type run. And in the early days when I did the park run, I used to run over there early because in in London, they start at nine o'clock in the morning. And so I would run over there at about eight o'clock and then I would do a park run by myself. So just do one to warm up. Then I would do the actual park run (laughs) and then I would do another one afterwards. Uh, Not at a warm down pace, but at another kind of fast pace. So it was around the time I was, um, I think I was after running London Marathon that year. And um, so I was into kind of longer threshold type running. So my Saturday morning session was, you know, 15 K of fairly fast running. And the middle park run would be around 16 or 17 minutes. And the ones on either side of it were around 18 or 19 minutes. And, you know, I'd do anything if I could get any of those times these days. <laughs> it seems a long time ago. Well, you're Aussie
0: Sonia now. You've been living in Australia for a, a number of years and you've done most of your park runs in Australia now, but you're heading back over to Ireland to complete your 100th. What's the occasion in Ireland this weekend?
2: Well, they have a partnership with the park run in Ireland, they've partnered up with BHI Healthcare. And so every now and then they have this a kind of a road show that goes to a park run and it makes a big deal out of the park run. So they bring, um, I think, some stretching mats and snacks and different things for people after the run. So just to make it a bit of a, I suppose, more attractive and they move around the country. I think it's called the VHI Park Run Roadshow. And so when I said I was going to come and run my 100th, then asked me where would I like to do it, and I'm from Cork, so originally we were going to do it in Cork. And then the weekend after next, I'm going to be in Mayo, so we threw that out there. And then eventually we decided, okay, let's do it in Dublin, and we'll try and attract a big crowd of people to come and make it a bit of an exciting event. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Did d- does everybody know you're going to be doing your hundredth, or is it just
2: well Sonia's coming, so that's the big deal. Um, no, they all know I'm going to do my hundred, and there's um, they've got notices up on the Facebook already, and yeah, no, it's definitely a talking point. I write for the Irish Times um, every week, so I've, I've thrown in Parkrun a few times there, and I've mentioned that I'm coming over to do my hundred, and that I was I was being on the countdown the past few weeks, just trying to get the numbers up.
1: It's always an exciting milestone. Getting to your, your hundred, I mean, you've done obviously more recently your events in Australia, but you've traveled around a little bit uh, around some of these events here. I noticed uh, you've done Bear Island over in the UK, which has got quite the reputation for being absolutely stunning. Has it earned its reputation? Do you remember?
2: I do. It's, it's, it's actually in Ireland. It's, um, it's, an island off the coast of West Cork and I went there in December a few years ago and you know we've uh, taken a high risk going there in December because you wouldn't know what kind of weather you were going to get um, but it was quite nice. Um, we took a ferry over to the island and um, actually stayed there the night before but most people came over on the ferry that morning but it's just a very small ferry you can only fit about six cars on so people need to get down a little bit early and the park run is probably one of the very few park runs that they will wait and not start exactly on time if they know that there's some people coming on the ferry that's just about to arrive and there was also a navy an irish navy ship was was docked in the in the water close by so they came on a boat as well so they build up the numbers by lots of people coming from the mainland um and i think that was the most they had that day they were over 100 park runners and Yes, it was, it was really a great event and uh, definitely one of the ones I would love to get back and do again.
0: I'm sure you've got many highlights in your 100, Sonia, park running highlights. But I remember the day you visited uh, Westerfolds uh, in the early days at Westerfolds. And you came on St. Patrick's Day and uh, we had this crazy idea to hand out potato medals. Now, I'm hoping you still cherish that medal to this day.
2: I think I actually, I think I planted that medal and uh, <laughs> grew some potatoes from it.
0: Oh, good. So it came of use.
2: Something more, something more could grow of that potato, so, you know. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, so that was a great, a great morning. I, I definitely remember that. And I remember going over there and dressing in a little bit of green and um, really enjoying the park run. And yeah, I've, I've been there a couple of times, not not too many, but I have been a couple. So, but it was really nice to be there on that, on that special day you know, it's it's great when you go to a parkrun when it's some kind of a celebration day and people get dressed up or make a special effort to have cakes or, you know, different, I suppose, things on the day. So not every parkrun is the same every week and every parkrun is celebrating somebody else's milestone every week. So it's always a, a day of fun and celebration, you know, for, for everybody. I still remember that day
0: fondly because... We've, we've glossed over it a little bit, but you are a, a legend back home in Ireland and, and that day was instigated by one of uh, our Irish run directors and he was just thrilled that you showed up to park run that day. So how, how are you revered back home? So I know you've got statues named after you. and,
2: and Yeah, I have statues that look just like me um, <laughs> in, my, in my hometown and um, I have a track named after me. And so this trip that I'm over there, I actually have a new race that's going to be named after me in my hometown. So I'm coming to support that and help to make it into a great race. And um, so, yeah, I tend to I travel back and forth to Ireland quite a bit and involved in lots of different running events over there, a lot of charity events uh, and also still try to be involved in, you know, encouraging young children, you know, aspiring runners, you know, whether it's to be fun runners or, you know, Olympians. You know, I, I feel running is one of those things that it's it's just a great thing to introduce children to, and hopefully it becomes part of their life. Um, in my hometown in Cove, they're actually going to have um, a junior park run start up at the end of May, which is fantastic, and you know it's going to be great for the town. We're big fans of junior park run here. Have you um have you got a running highlight
0: throughout your career? Can you pinpoint? A time through your career where you were just on fire, where everything was clicking.
2: Um, yeah, there's probably been a few times like that. Um, let me see. Um, I suppose in the in the nineties, there were around 1994. So that's 24 years ago. Um, that's when I was. You know, there was a couple of weeks where every time I ran on the track, I ran a personal best. Um, and ran Irish records, world records, you know, I just, I couldn't slow down. It was, it was the greatest, I suppose, few weeks of my life in running terms. Um, And, you know, I always will look back on that and, you know, look at my training diaries and look at the races and think, oh, how did you do that? (laughs) It just was one of those times when everything, you know, just fell into place and and running felt really, really easy. You
1: In 1994, you did set the world record over the junior park run distance, 2,000 metres, and that, that record still stands. Is it is it very often that that sort of thing happens, that records stand for such a long period of time?
2: Um, some do, not many. There was um, one there on the weekend. Now the, the Women's World Marathon record still stands. That's been there for 15 years. Um, so, you know, the 2,000 metres has been there for a long time. There was a girl... Um, from Ethiopia she broke she did actually run faster than my time but she ran it indoors um but you know I think you know it's not the outdoor world record it's just the indoor world record and um you know when when I did the world record it was in Scotland and it was probably the stillest day in Scotland but you know there's still a little bit of wind up there and um I I did look out so uh, you know I think as as far as outdoor world records go, then yeah, this probably is one of the longest ones that's been there. It's
1: very impressive. We um we're going to actually we we spoke about junior park run a little bit earlier in the podcast, and I I mentioned that the first finisher did it in um just over six minutes or something like that, and I can't even do two. I can't even do one kilometer in six minutes, let alone two kilometers. So your, your record is, what is it, five minutes and 25 seconds and then some kind of micro things on the end of that?
2: Yeah, so it's about 64 seconds per lap of a, a normal athletics track. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty head down and going as fast as you can for five laps. <laughs>
1: absolutely insane you mentioned that you you do like look back on it and think what what and you look at your diaries and think what was I doing have you got any sort of insight like do you think you were just on point with your diet or you were wearing the right shoes or your shoes were the right amount of worn in you know does it get into that sort of minutia?
2: um probably not as much then as it is now I think there's a lot more developments with shoe and shoes and technology and gear and everything now because even when I was training we didn't have GPS watches or anything like that back then so the only time you had measured training sessions was when you went to the to the training track Um, most of the runs that you would do in parks which I did lots of my running in in parks particularly around London um, you know you just go and run for an hour or an hour and a half or you know 45 minutes and but you wouldn't really know how far you were going and you wouldn't know what pace you were going a lot of it I just ran how I felt Um, But I think I did train pretty hard and, uh, you know, it probably all added up to, you know, this, I suppose, block of time where I was able to get out there and run really fast races and, you know, just push through the pain barriers and, you know, if they were there. I mean, every time I finished, I always thought I could run a bit faster the next time.
0: So on on the weekend, I was on a plane and as I do on the plane, I download some stuff from Netflix. And one of the things I watched this week was Icarus which is that uh, documentary around the drug scandal that's gripping athletics at the moment. Now, back in your day, you were confronted with the Chinese girls who have proven to be a bit dodgy. Uh, Do do you look back on that with sadness or what-ifs now?
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, I suppose, yes. I mean, you look back and you kind of think, you know, we were all very, I suppose, quiet and very innocent back then because you didn't really want to point the finger at people and you didn't want to say bad things about people when you didn't have the evidence. And, you know, I think people are much more willing to speak up now and to, I suppose, state the obvious. So, you know, for me, when I look back on it and when, you know, we read about the this letter that they wrote, the Chinese girls, and they were admitting that, you know, they were under some state-sponsored doping and they didn't want to do it, it just, it all made sense because you know they were there for such a short amount of time, and you know they didn't want to have long careers. Um, but it's amazing that you know all those world records that they set still stand, and you know there's not really been any kind of investigation into it because it it seems that it's gone beyond the amount of time where you can prove anything. Um, so unless you know they decide to come out and own up to it, um, then it's a good chance those records could stay in the books forever. Maybe they'll eventually put a little asterisk beside them or something. Um, but, yeah, know, I mean, I suppose I look back and I think, well, there was times when, you know, I could have won more championship, world championship races, um, you know, probably broke the 3000 meter world record. But, you know, I, I suppose in a way they kind of woke me up as well and made me train a bit harder. And, you know, then I did have that great year in 1994. So, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy with what I achieved and, you know, it probably wouldn't change things that hugely.
0: And I imagine you're still involved in the athletics world with your husband being so closely involved. Have you have you noticed training techniques and the such have changed over the past 20 years?
2: Um, I think a little bit. I mean, I think still a lot of like coaches like Nick, um, they still operate a lot on the kind of, the traditional methods and basic training methods, um, they haven't changed a whole lot. I think the, the big changes that you notice are the ways that athletes have for recovery. And um, and they definitely, you know, are they kind of accept that, you know, this is their career and this is their job is to be a full-time athlete. Whereas when I was running all those years ago, you didn't really say that you were a full-time professional athlete. You just kind of, you know, you ran, but once the training was over, you went off and you did other things. And <laughs> you get a massage once a week. And there wasn't a whole, as much time put into the recovery and the, I suppose, all this kind of gym training that athletes do now. Um, it was a bit more hardcore stuff and not very measured and managed. And, you know, in some, it was good and bad. You know, it was good in that you pushed yourself as hard as you could but it was bad in that there was certainly times when you pushed too hard and you got injured and it was harder to kind of figure out the injury and, and probably spent a bit more downtime than, than, a number, than many athletes would these days.
1: You, you have a lot of national records and world records across the majority of the middle distances, but you've also done some very handy half marathon and marathon times. Have you got a favourite distance
2: and why? Why is that your favourite? Um, I think the 3,000 meters was probably my favorite distance. That used to be the international distance for women up until 1994. So in the Olympics in 1992, women ran 3,000 meters. And then this was just before they introduced a 3,000 meter steeplechase and made the events for men and women equal. So there was then a women's 5,000 and the women's pole vault came in. Um, So then... The three thousand had to disappear, and the three thousand steeplechase test took its place. Um, but I think the three thousand meters one of these events where it's a real test of speed and endurance. It's not too long, and it's not too fast. And you know, I think I there was definitely a, a period in my career where I was really able to manage that kind of high end speed for seven and a half laps of the track. Um, and then when we moved up to five thousand. There was those extra laps in there were. It's quite easy to lose concentration. And I, you know, I mean, I was pretty good at it, but never really, you know, mastered it. I don't believe that I ran as fast as I should have been able to run. Definitely not compared to what I did in other distances um, because I was just rather the kind of medium middle distance rather than the moving into the longer distance races. So you've never been tempted to do an ultra? Uh, no, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not really into running for a long time. I think I. It, it's quite. I think you know when I retired from, I suppose international running and representing Ireland, at the World Championships and the Olympics. Um, I continued to run for a long time and at a fairly high level, um, and it's very difficult to slow down to be able to run um, ultra runs. And um, I mean, I probably could do it now. Um, I could probably slow down a little bit, but, uh, you know, I think um, a few hours out running is enough for me. (laughs) The last time I did a marathon was about, I think it was three or four years ago. I ran in Dublin and I trained really well for it. I kind of, you know, read up on marathon training and it was the first time I really understood proper marathon training and and really enjoyed it. And I I used parkrun a lot when I was doing that training just it uh, was a way of going down and running a park run and then doing a second park run like marathon pace or threshold pace um, just to you know be with people for some of the training at at a nice level um, but you know I think a marathon is that's plenty for me and I know the ultras and the endurance are you know I was reading recently They said that you know a marathon is not enough anymore <laughs> that people need to and want to run longer um, but no I leave that to the people who enjoy that <laughs> So what's your relationship with
0: running now, Sonia? You're getting to parkrun, obviously. Do you run a lot during the week?
2: Um, yes, well, I, I refer, when people ask me if I'm running or if I'm fit, I tell them I'm parkrun fit. And um, so that's my thing at the moment is to be fit enough to run a parkrun at a level that I'm happy with. And currently I'm a 22-minute parkrunner. And, uh, you know, I say that to people and they say, oh, you could run faster than that. and You could run under 20. And I say, yeah, I could, but I'd have to. You know I'd have to train hard for it and I actually quite enjoy just going down and running around at a nice pace and you know it still gets your heart rate up you're still pushing yourself a little bit um so I run probably every second day um and then depending on you know if I sign up for an event I might train a little bit more run a little bit longer do a few sessions um but you know I think I'll be happy as long as I can run a 5k on a Saturday morning then um, that will keep me happy for a long time.
1: I think your concept of parkrun fit and my concept of parkrun fit are a little bit different. <laughs> Basically, if I can get out of bed and make it to parkrun, I'm parkrun fit, but that's okay, each to their own. Sonia, thank you for joining us on the Parkrun Adventurers podcast this week. We hope you have a magnificent 100th milestone, travelling a long way to do it, so I'm sure you'll have a great time. But thank you again for joining us.
2: Okay, no problem. Thank you very much.
3: Howdy, park runners. It's Toc reporting in for the Park Run podcast. I'm down at Marathon, where it's uh, a little bit foggy. Uh, just describing the course that runs along the river. It's dead flat and it's a beautiful out and back course um, lots of bird life in the river lots of people out just enjoying the day um, we've just come along today to tick off another one off our state list and i've got someone here with me from overseas i've got richard from germany who's done a couple of park runs around australia so richard how'd you find maribyrnong today
4: In general, very beautiful. As you said, it's very foggy today, so the sun don't want to come out. But in general, it's very beautiful. you got a river, beautiful landscape, better than many others.
3: Richard, you're telling me that you've done a couple around Australia. You've done Torrens. Did you uh, happen to hear the lions roar at the zoo on the day? Um,
4: Not much, actually.
3: (laughs) Not much. Some days you run the Torrens course and the lions are out at the zoo roaring and carrying on. And you've done Atherton up in Queensland. What was that course like? I've never done Atherton.
4: Uh, That was because it was just a very small parkrun, like 20 people's average. Uh, It was just uh, not a sealed walkway, so I couldn't really take it for serious, but yeah, I mean you find a beautiful landscape pretty much everywhere. (laughs) So yeah, not too bad.
3: You must be a pretty handy runner. I've come in about 20 minutes today and you're a long way out in front of me. I was trying to keep up with you because <laughs> I got to try to grab you for the interview and you just left me for dead out on the course. So uh, what did you reckon today? About 19 minutes for you today?
4: Uh, I tried my best. Um, usually I run about 90 minutes. Yeah, but because there's a construction site, it will be like maybe 19 and 20 or something. Yeah, I always try to beat myself, which is uh, my personal record is 18 minutes and nine seconds. But No chance in the last weeks. Wow, that's
3: flying. Yeah, today's course was a little bit longer around the uh, construction works, but we'd probably just call that park run Plus, a bit of an added benefit. (laughs) True.
4: (laughs) More (laughs) motivation to beat yourself.
3: (laughs) And so how long are you in Australia for?
4: Um, Not sure yet. Uh, I want to stay up to, yeah, I got the second year visa already. Uh, I've been here 11 months now. Yep. So I stay as long as it's fun.
3: <laughs> and uh, you're planning on moving around, doing a few more park runs. Have you got any in mind?
4: Definitely. Um, what's it called? Uh, one uh, along the Great Ocean Road. The Torquay. Um, nah. Or Ocean Drive. Starts with a W. <laughs> uh, Warrnambool. Yep. Yeah, Warrnambool. Exactly. Really Warrnambool like is one.
3: beautiful. Make sure you go for the breakfast there. Mm-hmm. Um, they go over to the life-saving Club, which is right on the beach. And it, depending on what time of the year, you're nearly at whale season. Mm-hmm. While you're having breakfast, you can watch your whales out in the bay. It's spectacular. Yeah, so <laughs> Sounds pretty beautiful. Warrnambool's a real cracker of a park run. Uh-huh. Definitely. <laughs> no worries. Are you planning on getting any more interstate ones around? Or are you just making the plans up as you go along?
4: Exactly. I'm very spontaneous. So I yeah, around the park run where I am at the moment. I travel around where I want to be. <laughs> Fantastic. Don't make much of a plan, actually.
3: No worries. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, Richard. It's been great to talk to
4: you. Thanks, after things.
3: No, cheers. <laughs> We've finished the lovely Maribyrnong Park Run. The fog's lifted, the sun's out, the river's looking absolutely stunning. We're up at the boathouse, we're having coffee and breakfast, and it, it's a pretty good breakfast, too. I've got a couple of people here with me. I've got Casey, who's a vision impaired runner, and Jess, who was a first time guide today, which is uh, pretty amazing. I'll start with you, Casey. Casey, you, we were talking before, you've done quite a few different park runs around a bit of a adventurer?
5: Yes I adventure everywhere. I come from Perth, Brisbane, uh, Melbourne. Um, I enjoy seeing the world through Parkrun. It's great.
3: You, you were talking to me before about um, one of the parkruns you've done up in, um, in Kiwana.
5: is Kewana. amazing because you get to run around a lighthouse and see whales if you can see them and if you can't see them you get to hear about it from your guide. And then when you get into your um, Kawana finishing line, that was my 50th, so that was a good celebratory with my mate, Birgit, so
3: Beautiful. she guided me. I think great.
5: you have
3: just scored really good bonus points with Mel, the, uh, <laughs> one of the hosts, because that's her home park that's run. That's her
5: home <laughs> park <run. laughs> yeah. I actually met her when I was running at that, that day and she was an amazing lady, so it was great.
3: Cool. And how do, how do you find getting around the different park runs?
5: Very hard. Very so hard. Public transport is my main source of um, transport, and uh, sometimes I have to ask guides to actually guide me to the park run because I don't have public transport at six in the morning. Um, Brisbane was the worst, but Melbourne's pretty good at the moment. So kudos to Melbourne with their transport. Um, but yeah, it's nice to get into a taxi and jump out and give park run a go. Um, yeah, it's good.
3: What do you think of the course at Maribyrnong today?
5: It was a straight out and back, but I got to find a lake accidentally because the guys said there's a lake, so it was kind of exciting. So I got to run around and get a bit of, um, like, a tour, like... Um like what would you call it like commentating along the way so interesting there could be good looking people to um ducks to um yeah anything that could come my way it was great maybe a dead rat too Oh, yeah, dead rat. That was huge. yeah there was
3: a big rat on the course wasn't yeah, there dead rat.
5: but it looked like a possum yeah That's what my guide was. Said. I, couldn't, I couldn't tell the difference
3: and, and I'm assuming when you said you found the lake you didn't actually physically find the lake no we
5: no, didn't have guide. a swimming lesson today no the guy was very good she kept me around the lake not in the lake
3: it's great cool and Jess it was your first time going Today, what yeah. brought you into the, the world of guiding?
5: Oh, it's a very good
6: question. I guess my profession is to work with people that are vision impaired, um, and I work as an orientation mobility specialist. And this is kind of just adds to that. This is at a different level, at a fast-paced level. Um, we did a bit of walking and a bit of running. Um, I'm not particularly a runner myself. I'm a power lifter, <laughs> so uh, this was good for me to get a bit of cardio up, but. Um, It's a good experience. Like, I got really motivated this morning. Casey's a a great coach um, and taught me how to guide. And it's not as hard as it might seem. I think some people might sort of think, oh, what do I do? How do I go about it? I'm worried about, you know, doing the wrong thing or saying the wrong thing. Or especially duck (laughs)
5: because you can duck (laughs) under a tree. Yeah. (laughs) Or you can see some quack quack
3: ducks (laughs) and both have a very different meaning. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah.
5: that's it. But um, interpretation is always good fun.
6: That's it, that's it. So um, it was actually really fun um, and a lot easier, but you know, you have to obviously be the of the guide, so you need to make sure that you tell them about the tree roots or if the um, terrain's going up or down
5: or if it's um, grass area or And the flat left part. and right are hard too, because yeah, the guide might say right, but it's actually left. So you have to go, well, okay, is it your other left or your other right? <laughs> it's good fun actually. Yeah. Keeps you on your toes. Yeah, You, know, you can't true. go to sleep while running with Jess. <laughs>
6: Yeah, but um, but it's good fun. Well, you know, I think it's uh, it's a really worthwhile experience. And um, Casey's a good runner. She's <laughs> teaching me a few things or two. Yeah. Um, and now I'm probably a bit more inspired for my own um, running. Skills. And um, maybe I want to do that. But I'll do it again,
5: mm. which is really cool. Yeah, fantastic. I
3: think, I think there's more and more park runs. Uh, I've noticed starting to have guides and and I think that's a really great thing. Yeah.
5: Well I got involved, um, I just moved from uh, Brisbane um, down to in February and I really like Brizzy and Melbourne's cold and I'm learning about my adjustment to the climate but I think the Achilles Melbourne is um, promoted um, over here and it's a vision impaired group, a club and we actually go out for running events and we also run on Sundays around the Tan and that's a famous running track around Botanical Gardens off South Yarra. So we had a good time there on Sundays. But yeah, I think um, up in Brisbane, I started up the, the Brisbane Achilles and that's like flourished now. And everyone's excited about um, Brisbane Achilles. So each state's got a different um, Achilles group nearly.
3: Yeah, no, awesome. fantastic. We, I know at our home park run of Inverloch, we've actually spoken to Achilles about doing some training and yeah, extending awesome. it down to there. but. Um, it hasn't come to fruition yet and we after know. looking today where we had three or four vision impaired runners on the course yeah, it's probably do. inspired me again to go back and have another look at it and revisit it
6: again i think
5: i think we need to get the vision impaired people out of bed yeah we <laughs> yep. need to get some more down here so i'll i'll, I'll start working on that because it's great we if care. we can get some uh, vision impaired people inspired to give it a go such as like teaching them how to get to the park run, so orientation to the park run, Mm. and then having that kind of maybe mentor. So if they have Mm. a mentor, they've got someone there to go, yep, cool, like the guide. And then from the mentorship and do it once, I can go, cool, you know, the barcode and the scanning's quite hard for me to see. Um, All those little things that you take um, for granted with your vision. Um, And if that blind person goes, cool, I can get the barcode, what my time is, because it's all voiceover friendly on your iPhone for Mm. um, emails. And that's one good thing about parkrun, you get an email and you can read that email with a vision impairment and you can find out your time and how fast you're getting mm. and your fitness grows um, immensely with your confidence mm. so if you're like a 50 minute parkrunner and you go down to a 45 with a new guide because they have got fresh legs you go wow, <laughs> wow look at the time, <laughs> <laughs> the time has changed so yeah so I think uh, the teamship too. The partnership between the guide and the athlete is amazing. Yeah. You have a coffee with them, you get to know them, yeah. and you have a new friend. It's a great community um, sort of feel about it, which is I think is really good. But I think it's also
6: good to know that you don't have to be a marathon runner no. to join in, and um, you can walk, and if you're the first time that you know a vision-impaired um, athlete wants to, to have a go, that they can walk it first, and maybe next time they might want to add in a bit of running, or you can do a bit of both. But, you know, I think your guide would be... You know you match to yourself with the right guide and
5: and yep. you can yep. make that happen so you can get a pb with a fast guide
6: yeah absolutely
5: <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna need to upgrade from me change, change
3: up guides as you go along Yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah. But there's a big yeah. trust factor. And I think um f- the fact is that the vision impaired person lives every day with a vision impairment. Mm. So we walk out our front door and we see the world through our eyes. So it's not too scary. And I think when you get to parkrun, having a guide, mm. it kind of gives you more confidence and self-esteem to go right, I'm out there in the community meeting people. Yeah. Um, especially like, yeah, little things like that can change. It's a big difference. Yeah.
6: yeah.
3: yeah. All right, Casey cool. and Jess, well, thanks for your time. At, uh, Another lovely day in Parkrun World, and uh, hopefully we'll see you around in another track next week. Definitely. Sounds good.
2: Cool.
7: Uh, good morning, Park Run Adventurers, Scott and Mel, and crew. Uh, it's uh, PK here. I'm checking in from a Park Run launch. And I go to a, a few launches here and there, um, a few different Park Runs, check in from a few different Park Runs. I know I've um, said good day to you guys from uh, Bushy, Bushy Park, which was a while ago now, but um, I'm heading to an equally famous Park Run um, at Moana. Uh, so I'm hoping to catch up with uh, Dwayne. The Rock Johnson will probably be, be there, um, probably that crazy guy that. Uh, uh, is the crab? I think he's one of the New Zealand uh, comedians, um, and a few others, and probably a Polynesian princess. Anyway, I'll let you know when we get there. Fantastic that there's a uh, there's actually a park run um, based on a movie. I love it. Okay, guys, uh, we've arrived at Moana, and <sighs> a little bit disappointed. Not disappointed about the fact that we're at Moana, but um, sorry to say, it's not actually in the movie set. I know, right? Crazy. Is an actual Moana park run uh, and it is in Moana which is in the city of Onkapringa down on the coast so we are by the sea and uh, it's beautiful far out what a gorgeous place to have a park run. Um, I've since done my research and realised that Moana actually means a body of open water next to the sea or near the sea if possible and um, according to that uh, awesome uh, world uh, google um, This used to be called Dodds Beach, and then in 1927, some bloke called Mr... Sea Cave, maybe Charles Cave, but I like the fact that it's Mr. C Cave as in get it Davo? C C, 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 C Cave. cave. <laughs> anyway, Mr. C cave won a competition to call this place Moana. Um so it's not an Aboriginal name, I thought it was. Um it's actually a Maori name, as we probably know because of the movie. Uh so that's the origins of Moana. We are down here. It is a stunning morning. People going past on their bikes and um Lots of surfers out, gorgeous, gorgeous views, lots of paddleboarders out, uh, so we're now out on the course, and uh, we're going to have a chat to a few crew, actually I'm just going to dive right here in here and say day to my mate Davo, who we're walking with, how are you mate? G'day PK, how are you mate? Awesome mate, um, uh, so uh, Park Run, tell, tell me about it mate, uh, you love it? Yeah, absolutely love it, uh, doing I
8: reckon this the 48th, uh, came down with PK and came down
7: to uh, oh, something about uh, an open body uh, water okay. okay, beautiful thank you, thank you. so uh, so no, pretty amazing about 150 of us here for the uh, for the first one and uh, like many others have become a bit of a park run tragic
8: uh, absolutely love it it's uh, you know pick up the kids and uh, come down every saturday so it's great to be down here with paul and the family today
7: Good on you, Devo, and uh, I remember you're one of those ones that, and this is the a big thing to remember you know, that like a lot of us just go on about Park Run to our friends because we can't help ourselves, and they're like, Well, why don't you know about Park Run? And um, I know I was doing this for many, many months, probably years or a year maybe with Davo, but then it wasn't until I said to you that you could actually walk it. Yep. Oh, I- I thought it was just a run. He said, no, hey, you can walk it. I said, well, why didn't you tell me that to three years ago? <laughs> Sorry, so uh, so the lovely thing is uh, we uh, we walk it, we bring the dog. Uh, sometimes we run it. And, uh, yeah, just, just absolutely love fantastic it. way to start the weekend. I love it, mate. And a gorgeous day today, very different to last week up at Mount Barker where, um, Dave-O, uh, you were volunteering. volunteering. Uh, tell, yeah. me, tell me about that day. Yeah, well, we got absolutely soaked. Uh, rain was coming in at about, uh, I don't know, 90 degrees. Uh, but just a stunning day down here, not a cloud in the sky, uh, as
8: BK said, paddleboard is out, uh, waves breaking, it's just a just fabulous to be here.
7: Yep, so stunning. I recommend everyone come check out Moana Park Run. We're just going to finish it up now and have a chat to some of the crew that are down here supporting um, yet another park run here in South Australia. What can I say except you're welcome, you're welcome. Oh sorry, <coughs> sorry I thought I was still at the Moana set, uh, that was me. <laughs> doing very dodgy. Anyway, let's let's not worry about that. I'm actually here with a real person. This is Jane. Luke. Hi, Jane. Hello. Uh, Jane. What did you think? Oh. Yep. Oh. Someone, someone doing a mono, mate. Really? Woo. Yeah. Um. Uh, so we've, we finished the park run down here Moana what are your thoughts
6: it's really nice the scenery is beautiful um I didn't actually realize that
5: it was hilly it, it's uphill a fair bit on the way out but then I guess generally when you turn around and come back it is downhill so that makes it a lot easier
7: yeah, yeah I did run that I really did run down the hill I was very happy about that um have you been getting out to many of the launches
5: um, I try to get to as many as I can. Um, I think this. Oh, actually, I don't know how many I've been to. Now I've, I've done all but two of the South Australian ones. Well
7: now. done. All right. Now I'm with some absolute legends. Uh, well done, guys. Sam, uh, one of the uh, the RDs here. No, no, you're not the RD. You're the the ED. Joint ED? ED. The joint ED. How are you, Sam? Good, good. Thanks, well mate. Congrats, mate. I uh, really enjoyed your opening speech. Obviously, very passionate about um, getting um, a new park run um, you know, happening in South Australia.
8: Yeah, absolutely. Moana's um, quite an important place for me because it's probably where I did my first triathlon late last year. Brilliant. So this is the course we run on that and um, awesome. I just love it so it's good to see people out there.
7: And so um, where was your home park run before this then?
8: Aldinga, uh, right. just around the corner from okay. us there was where I started started doing the 5k run there and done Christie's a few times and Victor Harbour's my holiday destination. But uh, love it mate. It's so the beautiful.
7: Having the, all these park runs along the coast is just divine and hey, who would think that in April it would be a gorgeous day like it is today. It's um, But even if it was you know, cold and light, well, like, was cold and wet last week for us out up Mount Barker, it was still brilliant.
8: We, you know? we had uh, 45 people still turn <coughs> out for a uh, unofficial trial run last week in rain, knowing they weren't going to get an official park run tick. <laughs> so that was, ah, just awesome. shows the commitment people have to park run. It's just brilliant. I love the, it. The weather gods have turned it on for us today.
7: They have, and the commitment you know with the council as well. We had the, the mayor here before of City of Onkapringa, so they're obviously right behind it all.
8: They just love it, and uh, the, the Halo program's uh, just all about health and fitness and people getting out and about, and that's why uh, I think they're one of the only uh, councils with like three or four park runs running in it, so you're just they're just loving it.
7: It's awesome, and as we know, it's totally inclusive. You don't have to um, be the first finisher, but if you are the first finisher, how did it feel, Mike?
8: Uh, it was pretty pretty tough actually. I'm sorry.
7: I'm I'm, I'm guessing you were the first finisher. You, you you ran past me. I'm not sure if anyone caught up with you. Nah,
8: <laughs> no, not quite. But yeah, no, nah, it was a good course. Um, it's a bit bit hilly at the start and sort of ruins you for the rest of the uh-huh. race. But uh,
7: did did you get a PB or do you know what you got?
8: Uh, I got 16:49, but not a PB um, at Park Run. I, my PB is a. It's wow, got a bit flatter, but Jeepers. Well done,
7: mate. Well, don't come out to Mount Barker. No, no, do do come out to Mount Barker because it's absolutely flat. You should come out sometime. Yeah, yeah, I've,
8: I've heard it's pretty quick. Yeah, a mate of mine actually has the course record. Up oh, there, who's but, that? Uh, Reese Jones. Oh yeah, <laughs> nice one. Well done. It's a quicker than I
7: can run. But... Yeah. Oh, well done, Mike and Isaac. How'd you go today, mate?
8: Yeah, it wasn't too bad. So I was just behind Mike by a couple minutes, but yeah, it so he was tried to stick on. Him.
7: Yeah, I saw mate, you were smashing yeah. it out.
8: Yeah, stick on him in the first cave, but it didn't really end well. But...
7: Ah, mate, yeah. you loved it.
8: Yeah, I did. So I got a new. Sorry.
7: PB. Oh, well done! Woo, we have a PB. We need a bell to ring for my uh, for Isaac. Well done. Oh, well done, Andy. Sorry. sorry, thanks, mate. Oh, there's the, that's what well done, Andy. That's the, the tail walker with a tail walker, a dog, <laughs> a wagger, a tail wagger.
8: We, we actually used the whistle to help Isaac over the line. He did. Being a boundary umpire, um, <laughs> I was the field umpire and oh, got him home. Oh.
7: Really. Are you both umpires? No. Right.
8: Oh, you, oh, you are. Oh,
7: you you were the field umpire I'm, and you I'm, are. Depending. So he, do are you do you have a game this weekend? Yeah, I got a central game tomorrow, Woodville, and I think it's Glenelg. Awesome. Oh, well done, mate. Do you get out to any of the Sturt games? <coughs> uh, uh, double blue supporter here. Yeah, I got Sturt next week. Oh, are you playing? Are you umpiring on Wednesday? Yeah, the Anzac day. I'll be there, mate. I'll go. Yes, go Isaac. Great decision. Just put the 50 bucks on. <laughs> that's all right. No yeah. bribes, no bribes here. Oh, mate, that's awesome. Well, obviously, park runs um, a good way to keep fit for being a Sample umpire, geezers. Oh, yeah. You guys run. I was watching the game last night. Some dude ran 16 k's. Yeah. One of the Crows boys. Whilst he ran around. Anyway, well done, boys. Loving it. Congrats on on everything that you're doing. Well done, Sam. On a great park. Run. Thanks for coming. Looking forward to uh, hearing about the success of Moana as the, as the week's progress. And that uh, is all she wrote. That uh, was the Moana Park Run launch. Well, everything except the fact that I didn't sing enough from Moana the movie. Make waves, make waves, Moana. No, see, Seriously, either you have no idea what I'm singing or I'm doing a really dodgy rendition. Actually, I just realised just um, now in the car, just doing the sign-off, and I've just had a bit, a bit of a listen to all the interviews I did, and I realised no one's really going to get it unless you have kids, or you are, kid, Uh, you're not really going to get the Moana reference, are you? Or are you? I don't know. It was a great movie. You should watch it. It's an awesome movie. Hey, the Moana park run is even better. Um, I also realised, the poor Jane, I'm not sure um, uh, uh, if you realised it, but I I didn't cut her off. Um, My interview was another two minutes uh, with her, but for some reason something went uh, wrong there. So um, the other thing that Jane did talk about, which I wanted to mention, Jane Luke, was her excellent blog that she writes, which is uh, runningwriting.net. So www.runningwriting, the two words, .net. Uh, her most recent blog um, is one on um, the Five Peaks, the ultramarathon, the new one here in Adelaide, uh, which is pretty massive and a lot of people love that. She's a legend here in the uh, local running world, and you should check out her blog, so runningwriting.net. Sorry, um, I didn't mean to cut you off, Jane. Anyway, uh, that's me out of here. Great times down here at Moana. Um, hope to check in again at one of the next new launches. We have Goolwa next week and then Jubilee Way coming up soon, a J for Adelaide for South Australia. So thanks, Scott and Mel. Um, thanks, all you excellent Park Run adventurers. Keep uh, being great at what you do. This is PK signing out.
0: First off, we had talk at Maribyrnong and just finishing up there with PK at Moana. Now, did any of that make any sense to you, Mel? Have you seen Moana?
1: I I have watched Moana on many occasions and it's one of my go-to soundtracks for singing to Wes when he's upset. So yes, that made sense to me.
0: <laughs> yep, I've got a sneaky confession. So, Kasha's now at the age of nine. I think we're getting at the towards the end of animated Disney movies phase. I think Moana could have been the last one. but Oh, really? I think we finished on a high. I think it was the best one. I really enjoyed it.
1: I'm a big fan.
0: Yeah. And so was P.K., obviously. Has P.K.
1: got any children young enough to be still watching?
0: Well, that is the question, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we've met... PK's Daughters, and I would have thought they're out of the uh, Disney animated movie phase as well, but... Oh, look,
1: are we ever too old for animated movies? I don't think so. Uh,
0: PK hinted at something there. Um, He's going to be at a launch this week, I know, because I think I'm going to be there with him, and it's going to be fabulous.
1: Well, that's a nice little segue into we've got quite a few launches this weekend, don't we? We have.
0: So, why, why have we got so many? There's a lot here to get through.
1: Uh, I think we're having kind of a bit of a another history-making weekend and a big deal with the amount of launches, actually.
0: Well, let's run through them. We've got Appland's Weir in Queensland.
1: Bellarive in Tassie.
0: Goulwa in South Australia. That's going to be the most fun one to be at.
1: Really? (laughs) Yep. Well, I think Kununurra in WA is going to be pretty damn awesome.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll get to Kununurra. We've got Mount Aisley in the ACT, Ocean Grove in the greater state, Victoria.
1: And Picton in New South Wales. Seven, across seven different states and one territory.
0: I'm pretty sure we've never done that before.
1: Oh, we've definitely never done that before in Australia, and I'm pretty confident it's never been done in the world, seven events in one country launching on one date.
0: And let's go back to Kananara. What do you know about Kananara, Mill?
1: It is really, really remote. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it's in WA, up in the north of WA, not far actually from the border, um, well, as the crow flies, I guess it's closer to the border with the Northern Territory than it is um, to Perth, for example.
0: Hmm. Um, so, this is going to be another one where we've, we've never really had a park run in a location like this. So, it's going to be interesting to see how it works. I know it's going to work, but how the community embraces it. But, yeah, seven events in seven days, and all thanks to our partners at MidiBank. So, these are all free and active events and a little bit of a celebration
1: and and how are we celebrating it scotty uh, is everyone i mean obviously you know with an event in almost every state and territory in australia people can pretty much um pick and choose if they want to to head to one of these but if we can't make it because some of us are not going to be in the country yes. how can we how can we <laughs> enjoy the celebrations <laughs> I don't know, somebody who wasn't thinking ahead and didn't know, didn't have a crystal ball about these sorts of things, probably.
0: Well, Australia's a big country, and we, we cross over a few different time zones, and we actually have events that start at different times, because it's it's very hot in some parts of Australia.
1: And cold and dark in others.
0: Yep. So, what we're going to do is, on Saturday, if you're not at Parkrun, or if you finish Parkrun, or if you're on your way to Parkrun... We're going to be Facebook living, so we're going to be shooting some video from each of these launches, and just, again, catching the vibe of the morning, and so we'll be starting off at Appland's Weir up in Townsville, Uh, the boss will be in charge up there, and then working our way down the east coast of Australia, and then wrapping it all up at Cundinara in WA.
1: So it'll, it'll be like a progressive lunch. But instead of a progressive lunch, it'll be a
0: progressive launch. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So make sure you tune in. So make sure you check out Facebook on Saturday. Go to Park Run. Do your Park Run. But then maybe get on your phone or whatever fancy device you use. To look or at the if interwebs. you're in a
1: different country, like some of us will be, we'll figure out what the time difference is. And then we'll sit down with some popcorn and just watch Facebook until the Facebook Live comes up and we can experience them all. I'm looking forward to that.
0: But it's going to be good fun, and I'm going to Gulwa, as I hinted at. That um, that's where all the fun's going to be. Because
1: ah, I... so you'll be able to catch up with PK in person. Yeah,
0: hopefully. Hopefully he doesn't stand me up. <laughs> so I'm planning some um, essay adventures on uh, Saturday. So I've got the whole day on Saturday. So I'm thinking I'm going to make the most of it and get some freedom runs in around the state.
1: Ah, oh, nice. I look forward to finding out where you go and explore.
0: Hmm. hmm. Very much looking forward to it. As are these events who are celebrating anniversaries. And this is a long list too, Mel.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a bumper year next year when we have the anniversaries <laughs> to read out. It's massive. I'll start this one off. So we've got Ararat in Victoria.
0: Clare Valley in South Australia.
1: Emerald in Queensland.
0: Laylaw in Victoria.
1: Lilydale Lake in Victoria.
0: And Parkville in Victoria.
1: Big weekend for... The uh, state known as the greatest by Scotty.
0: Well, that's good because those three are in Metro Melbourne, and Ocean Grove is um, down by the coast, so you're catering for everyone, Mel.
1: And well, well where's Ararat? That that's seems, also that's in...
0: regional uh, Victoria as well, a couple of hours yeah, out so of Melbourne, that... not Next close year to Ocean there'll be five Grave.
1: five yeah. anniversaries in Victoria, but we do also have anniversaries at Rockingham in WA.
0: And Stone's Corner rounds it out in Queensland.
1: Very big weekend. Yep.
0: Big week two this week, Mel. Do you love listening to your own Parkrun podcast?
1: <laughs> um well, I do listen to it when I can. I, I have to admit I'm a few episodes behind at the moment. Oh really? Yeah. Cause I think we've had this conversation. Sometimes I get to listen to the roving reports beforehand, but sometimes I don't get to listen to them till afterwards. So it's often new content for me as well that I haven't heard before. Also, I never know what you're going to do with the edit of the things that we talk about, um, whether or not you're going to cut things out that I wish you would <laughs> <laughs> or just leave them in there for me to cringe later. So it's uh, always interesting when I do get an opportunity to to Listen to those conversations again. But why do you ask? Do you, do you love listening to our podcast?
0: Uh, look, I, I really love listening to Park Run podcasts. And I, I feel like there's been a real lack of Park Run podcasts ever since we launched. In fact, oh. we've been the only one. But that's all going to change this week. Have you heard the news? Have you heard the word on the street?
1: I have heard the word on the street. But do you want to share it for those who may
0: not? We're going to be joined. We've got some company in the uh, Parkrun podcast category because free weekly timed podcast coming out of the UK presented by a bbc Two's Vassos Alexander and Louise Ayling, who are based in the UK. Naturally, the hint there is the BBC2 connection. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. Are you, Mel?
1: It's very exciting, yeah. I'm. I'm going to have to make room in my podcast listening time for a new new and this is i'm assuming it's weekly free weekly timed yes
0: yep awesome
1: it'll be great to hear from our our neighbors in the north
0: now i don't know if they've got sponsors yet Uh, we didn't have much luck with netflix did we we tried really hard but uh they just never returned they never came back to us
1: Mm, it's possible Netflix are just waiting uh, for the uh, Netflix original show that they're going to make about
0: us. And the breakfast bar. And the, the bre- breakfast bar. The breakfast bar oh, people didn't come after me after last week. I'll give them a bit more time because they might be a few weeks behind as well. But um, oh,
1: is that what you were aiming for when you told me I had to go and find out a, a breakfast bar in America? Is that what you did? Did you tell me to go find a breakfast bar while I was in the U.S.? Yeah,
0: I want you to bring back the latest trend in breakfast bars. <laughs> okay. What I want you to find is a Dr Pepper breakfast bar, because oh. I know, I know, I shouldn't, and it is my weakness. But I, I do love a bit of a fizzy drink, and I succumbed during the week to get a more than one can of dr Pepper. have you
1: just made up this have you just made up this breakfast bar a dr pepper's breast like does, does it even exist well it,
0: it exists in my dreams mel
1: <laughs> well maybe you need to contact dr pepper because this could be a multi-million dollar idea that they haven't had yet
0: but i can't well yeah
1: caffeine for breakfast is already a big hit
0: yeah is there caffeine in dr pepper well, isn't there? I've had three today. Isn't it just like Coca-Cola, but with a different name? No,
1: no, oh, there might
0: be some, I don't know. It's not Coca-Cola.
1: It's not cola-flavoured? What What even is the flavour of Dr Pepper? I, I don't think I've actually ever had one.
0: Uh, I've got no idea. It tastes sort of like wedding cake. Marzipan. <laughs>
1: Marzipan, liquid marzipan. Yeah. See, I don't even like wedding cake when it's got marzipan on it.
0: No, neither do I, but if you convert it into a carbonated soft drink,
4: I, <laughs> you
1: I roll like roll over it. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Yep. Another inside, insight into the world of Scotty.
0: And on that note, Mel, let's wrap up the 109th episode of the Parker and Adventurers podcast.
1: The last episode where it will be an only child because there's going to be another sibling by next week.
0: Let's see how we get through that phase. I will speak to you next week in different time zones, but I will speak to you next week.
1: Ciao, ciao.